Welcome into A to Z Sports powered by TennesseeTickets.com. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports and you like our Facebook page at A to Z Sports Nashville. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network and we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make everything happen for our show and for our business. TennesseeTickets.com, May 9th. That's when the schedule will come out uh, for the NFL. Single game tickets available at TennesseeTickets.com. Dot com So check them out. Also, uh, you need to check out uh, our friends at Renters Warehouse. They're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. Uh, RentersWarehouse.com. They do several things that make your life easier during the coronavirus outbreak at RentersWarehouse.com. Mandu the Pulse of Fitness. One 15-minute workout at Mandu. Full body electronic muscle stimulation. Uh, can help change your fitness and jumpstart your fitness to get back to achieving your goals. Once Mandu's open, your first workout is free. Mandu.com, the Tucker Agency, Nashville's independent insurance agency, giving you a relief of an average of 20% off your insurance needs, your personal insurance at TuckerTN.com, and Calvin and Subtle Hardwood and Finishings, taking CDC precautions to service the hardwood flooring needs of Middle Tennessee. Check out their number, 615-448-64144, for an appointment. That's the uh, Calvin and Subtle Hardwood and Finishings. Zach, 2016 class. This was when everything changed for the franchise. The Titans came off of an awful year. They actually had the number one overall pick. They traded it back to the Rams to the 16th overall pick and added a bunch of selections that turned into a lot of draft picks that are players that are doing well for the Titans organization. Uh, but John Robinson drafted 10 guys. Four years later, all those contracts have expired and only two guys remain from that draft class. Yeah, it's pretty unbelievable if you think about it. But those two guys, very important pieces on uh, on the Titans roster we do get a chance, and I'm sure that Titans fans are just itching to talk about Kevin Dodd. God, the Kevin Dodd saga for quite some time was very interesting. Had its ups and downs. John Robinson got emotional when he eventually cut Kevin Dodd. And that was a, that was a hard situation as a whole for Titans fans, the Titans organization, and Kevin Dodd for that matter. So we're going to rehash a lot, but... I think the overall reason of why we're doing this, because we're going to talk a lot of draft. The draft officially a week from today, which I cannot wait for. You know, it's it's bittersweet, as they say, because the sweetness and the juice of the NFL draft, but the bitterness that I will not be two rows watching Pitbull just completely change the world live from T-Mobile Arena. That brings a, a tear to my face that we won't be in Vegas next week because dumbass people eat bats. But that's beside the points. We've got to talk draft from here on out. But it all started in 2016 of the emotion and the feeling the Titans fans got on that epic run they did no, but you know, probably about four or five months ago. Right. So Titans for Life brings up a comment on Periscope that says that's not a very good retention number when it comes to that draft class. But I actually disagree. This draft class was great, and I think a lot of what GMs are looking for in the NFL is having a draft class come in, do their job, help the team win over their course of their rookie contract, and then have the team redraft their replacement. Draft, replace, repeat. Luke Warsham wrote a good article on our website yesterday about the running back position, draft, replace, repeat is what everybody's doing around the NFL. Now the Titans drafted Derrick Henry and, and franchise tag Derrick Henry. So we'll see if they repeat that next year too with the franchise tag. But I do think, because G-Man on base asked, how many of these 10 draft picks are still in the league, still in the NFL after four years, after the rookie contracts? There's only two on the Titans roster, but the first seven picks are still in the NFL. They went and signed elsewhere, uh, even though the Titans did not retain them because they signed for more expensive deals than what the Titans were willing to do. Besides Kevin Dodd. Besides, uh, um, you're right, besides Kevin Dodd. So actually, <laughs> yeah. so six of the 10, my bad. I, I checked those off in, in real time. Six of the 10 are still in the NFL uh, there with Kevin Dodd being the lone guy who was the absolute bust for sure. So what we want to do 
is we want to go through and grade each individual guy, not the sixth and seventh round pick, but we're going to go from Jack Conklin, first round pick, all the way through LaShawn Sims, second, fifth round pick for the Tennessee Titans, and find a grade on how we feel John Robinson did on that specific player. Yeah, and so let's start with the really what shook up the entire draft, and we mentioned it yesterday, the Titans, John Robinson, just coming out of the gates hot, right? He traded for DeMarco Murray, who led the AFC in rushing that year, which is pretty impressive. And then he trades away the number one overall pick, right? Wheeling and dealing, the gambler, the late Kenny Rogers kind of comes out in John Robinson, and he deals the uh, the L.A. Rams with – that was Jeff Fisher at the time yep. – Jared Goff to go get their quarterback. Now, you could say it worked out for both teams. It definitely worked out for the Rams because they went to a Super Bowl, right? I mean, the Titans went to an AFC Championship game, but that's still not the Super Bowl. The Titans got a load of picks for him, but the first selection in the 2016 draft was Jack Conklin. So that's the first question that we're going to ask you guys, A through F. How do you grade Jack Conklin as a draft pick? Very unique because Jack Conklin, as we know, signed with the Cleveland Browns, no longer on the team, gave good years and injured also in others. Yes. So Jack Conklin made all pro as a rookie. Uh, he was taken eighth overall. The first seven players in that draft ahead of Jack Conklin have all made at least one Pro Bowl, and Jack Conklin did not. However, he was named All-Pro as a rookie. So very interesting to see how that all played out uh, because you got Goff, Wentz, Bosa, Elliott, Jalen Ramsey, Ronnie Stanley, DeForest Buckner all ahead of Jack Conklin. G-Man on base says G-plus for Jack Conklin. You know, I I, I kind of agree. I, I think B-plus is, is what Jack Conklin is. You understand that the ACL tear derailed so much momentum of what Jack Conklin could have been for the entire four years because that ACL tear happened in the divisional round of the playoffs, like mid-January. So Jack Conklin, he was rushed back uh, with the knee injury the year after that. Then that definitely impacted his 2018 regular season when he was put on IR with knee complications, had a concussion. So Jack Conklin, I think B plus is what G-Man on base went with. I, I, I kind of agree. NJ Titan says B. I saw another B minus uh, on on Periscope for Jack Conklin, but I like B plus. He wasn't phenomenal. Look, and you want your top ten draft pick to be better than a B plus, but the guy got paid a ton of money in free agency, so there is some value for what Jack Conklin is. The Titans were just not willing to pay him that much money uh, as a as a free agent uh, uh, addition. Yeah, three years, $42 million tells you something, but it doesn't tell you all because you also have to look at the market of tackles this year of why he got paid. So I'm not going to tell my grade. I'll just tell you it's lower than what you went. But how do you grade Jack Conklin as a draft pick? Jeffrey says Conklin is a solid B plus. John says B. Bobby says B plus. Dylan says B with injury. Tom says B for Conklin. Brent also agrees with him. Bobby says I would do that trade again, talking about J. Rob and the Rams. Ethan says Conklin gets a B. Had injuries in that one year, uh, coming back too soon. Andrew says B plus. Adam says B minus. Jared says C. He was average at best and made all pro because Walker lined up next to him to help him block. Jared, you are getting a like. Well, for it wasn't that necessarily comment. Delaney Walker that was the tight end helping. And that was a lot of Anthony Fasano back in those days. But both, both, right? That was a different scheme at the time, right? That was Rabiscuits over there scheming up the best way to use Marcus Mariota and DeMarco Murray. But I do think he brings up a point of that all pro. Now, you earn all pro. You are not given all pro. But I do think that diminishes his grade a little bit. Ian says B-plus was a part of the offensive line, uh, a team that uh, had the leading rusher twice. Lisa said B-minus. Uh, leading rusher in the AFC twice, not the leading rusher overall. DeMarco well, Murray okay. did not lead that lead. Fair, but still. In, no, four, still in a, a four-year span, in, in those are the two healthy years of Jack Conklin. All right, I'd give him an A minus. Uh, he gets a big contract for initial. Dustin says C plus. All right, so I'm going to go a little bit lower. I don't think that he gets to the C range. 
but I do think he's a B minus. And the reason why is simply you are where you are selected. He's a top 10 pick. He did not play up to snuff as a eight overall selection, right? Especially the Titans traded away their number one pick to select him too, well, right? They, I mean, they move back to 16, then they move up to eight to get Jack Conklin. Point, right? Yeah. That's yeah. the point. You you gave up picks to go get Jack Conklin. Now, I think a lot of things played out in that, and we know more today than we did then. John Robinson values character guys. He values hardworking guys, and Jack Conklin is that, right? He's a good guy. He's not going to go smoke meth on the side. He's going to do everything the right way off the field. I just think he's a B-minus because the injury years didn't help him. He came back too soon. He played better this past year, played well his rookie year, but it is an eight-number overall pick, and you said it, Austin. The top seven above him, who not a lot got traded up to select, they're all Pro Bowlers. Well, yeah, when Jack Conklin made all pro. And so, look. But there, he's, he, he never made a Pro Bowler. He did not. But which do you value more, all pro or Pro Bowl? Well, I, I value them yesterday's, both. Yesterday's, I, I, you said, I value, I, popularity I, contest. I yes. value them both. I, I don't value the Pro Bowl saying, oh, my gosh, you've made it. But also, and I would, I'd be curious, you probably don't have this answer in front of you, is how many multi-Pro Bowlers are those seven? Right, I, I don't. Not I just, don't have that not just yet. one. I just, and I just I, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Jared but, Goff, Carson Wentz, I think have both made one Pro Bowl. Joey Bosa's probably made multiple. Zeke Elliott's made multiple. Jalen Ramsey's made multiple. I think DeForest Buckner and Ronnie Stanley probably made one. Uh, so it, it here's where I look at it because G Man, I think on base said that he would he would take the, he would draft Jack Conklin again right there. Well, I think it's hard to say that because. Five spots behind Jack Conklin. Remember, you have to remember what draft night 2016 was across the NFL. That was Laramie Tunzel gas mask. Because Laramie Tunzel dropped all the way to 13 to the Dolphins. And he uh, is, is a Pro Bowl left tackle. And so would you draft Jack Conklin again? I think because of the Laramie Tunzel uh, gas mask, that was just something the Titans were not going to do. They they did their homework on Tunsil. They brought him in and all that. But Larry Tunzel did not get off to a great start in his NFL career either after the gas mask. He had, remember, he like slipped in the shower and got hurt in Miami and had to well, miss they were playing games. him. At, they were playing him at guard, first of all. And I think here's a huge factor to that Laramie Tunzel conversation. We've talked to Tara Lillawan about it. What kind of feathers would be ruffled if Laramie Tunzel was selected? and wasn't willing to play right tackle. Jack Conklin is the type of guy, and we know the guy, really nice dude. He's the guy where if the coach tells him to do something, he's going to do it. Taylor Lewan is the kind of guy, if the coach tells him to do something, he will do it because he's a good player, but he'll question it. And and that's why I like Taylor Lewan. That's probably why Taylor Lewan and I have the relationship that we do. We question it, right? You're going to have to give me a damn good reason on why I'm going to have to move and and Lawan went into John Robinson and said, "Look, I'm a left tackle. I'm not a right tackle. I don't know how much influence that decision. But look, look, catch twenty two, hindsight, all that stuff. They selected Jack Conklin. He's a B minus grade. Let's move forward. All right. So I say B plus. Let's do this. We've got three second round picks. We're going to grade them. Kevin Dodd, Austin Johnson, and Derek Henry as draft picks. How do you grade?" These three second-round draft picks, we won't grade for all individual guys. Uh, but first, Zach's going to tell you guys more about Tucker Agency. Yes, Will Tucker. He's the owner of Tucker Agency. He's right here in Middle Tennessee. Has been for a long time. He went to NBA. Good dude. Really good dude. And what he is trying to do with A to Z Sports and all of Middle Tennessee is he's trying to give you guys some relief. His agency, is an insurance agency, is trying to give you relief in the sense of, Maybe you've lost your job or fallen on hard times. I think I read like 22 million jobs have been lost in the United States, which is crazy, nuts, right? Crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So we've teamed up with Tucker Agency, and one of the things that we've done is we want to give you guys a little bit of money, and maybe to do that is redesigning your insurance plan, whether it's your home, your auto, your valuables, your rental properties, Airbnb, boat, 
um, just the umbrella overall of all of your policies, your life insurance policy. Make Tucker Agency help you. Maybe you save two to three hundred dollars. The average customer for Tucker saves over twenty percent. That could be that could make a lot of difference in the month of May, June, July. We don't know how long this coronavirus is going to go on, but Tucker Agency can help you out. Go to tuckertn.com. That's tuckertn.com. You can get a quote. It's very, very simple. Or give them a call, 615-590-4330. That's 615-590-4330, tuckertn.com. A to Z Sports. Don't forget to check out our A to Z Sports podcast feed. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. New Big Orange podcast episode out this morning, about halfway through it, uh, talking about college football options for this fall. Uh, so we're grading the John Robinson 2016 second-round draft picks right now. There's three of them. Kevin Dodd, Austin Johnson, Derrick Henry, in that order. And Derrick Henry was the third of the second-round draft picks for John Robinson there. Uh, I saw Tress earlier says, Dodd F. Austin Johnson, C, and then Derrick Henry with an A-. minus. I think everybody agrees that Kevin Dodd is getting a big fat F because just when, when you talk about misevaluation of a human being. And you talk passion, about Kevin Dodd. You mentioned Kevin Dodd. When you're writing the textbook on finding out if the player loves football or not and if they're lying through their teeth when they meet with you pre-draft, Kevin Dodd has a chapter in that textbook. He's soft. He's he's and he he's soft serve soft. He didn't care, you know. And and that's there's a lot of case studies you can do about Kevin Dodd as a human being and a football player. Tress says he quit. A lot of people agreeing with with what we're saying on Kevin. I mean, Dodd. Jason gave him a Z minus. <laughs> Z minus. That's hilarious. I mean, that's pretty. It's pretty good. Kevin Dodd is one of the biggest busts in Titans franchise history because his lack of just pure effort just did not care. And how do you draft? And this wasn't like a, this was 33rd overall. This is one spot away from a first round draft pick and Michelin man says Rob. So that so many good answers are coming in about Kevin Dodd. Here are just guys behind immediately behind Kevin Dodd, Jalen Smith, pro bowl. Hunter Henry, now the highest paid tight end. Miles Jack, good player. Chris Jones, freak athlete and pro bowler. Xavier Howard, pro bowler. So the next five picks are all really good players. Uh, Cowboy Correa was eight picks behind uh, uh, Kevin Dodd, which is funny. But overall, Kevin Dodd, there's no other thing you can say besides F or Z minus, as one, that one person said. And I do want to say this, and this means – we talked a lot about yesterday of Kyle Larson being uh, saying the racist N-word and then apologizing and getting no emotion from him, and that was my problem. John Robinson gave emotion, and you talk about Kevin Dodd not caring. John Robinson cared. Like, this man was almost moved to tears because he messed up. He felt like he failed Kevin Dodd. Kevin Dodd, I hope – thought that he failed the franchise because of his work ethic and lack of try and all that stuff. But this is going to be a blemish on John Robinson's resume. But let's face it, as a general manager, you're going to have blemishes, right? So, like, yeah. That's how the job works. And Kevin Dodd is his. And he, uh, pun intended, he sat on the sword for it and moved forward, right? Sat on it? No, yeah. no they lean on it or fall on it. Not necessarily. No, Sitting on it, it, that's different. That's I don't know if that what's more painful, falling on the sword or sitting on it. Well, yeah. sitting on it, that's why I say that's his biggest fail. That's why I said sat. <laughs> you, nobody wants to sit on a sword. Yeah, Donald, yeah, right. Donald says that I'll cut Dodd your is, guts. <laughs> Donald says Kevin Dodd is John Robinson's Bishop Sankey. Now, Bishop Sankey tried. Bishop Sankey put in a lot of effort. Like Bishop Sankey had a good work ethic. It just wasn't very good. You know, if you want to compare it like that, of like who is a, a person you can compare it to who didn't work very hard, who was a second-round pick. Kevin Dodd is John Robinson's Justin Hunter. But even Justin Hunter gave you more than what Kevin Dodd did. Kevin Justin Dodd, Hunter won you a game in week two against the San Diego Chargers. Right. And you know what? Kevin Dodd had a sack, one sack in week two in a win against the Lions. <laughs> so there, there's another comparison between the two. So let's move on from Kevin Dodd because everybody knows he sucked and he didn't care and he was soft and that was it.
So Austin Johnson, how do you grade Austin Johnson? Uh, he's signed a, a deal with the Giants. I thought he got better overall. I thought he played fairly well this past season. But again, he was picked 43rd overall. And so many good players behind him. And he didn't really ever develop into what they wanted him to be. No, the development. And I think that's where, where it is. As a second-round pick, you've got to make impact. And you can't just slightly improve, right? You've got to come up. If you're a second-round pick, the bar is set. Not the highest, but the bar is set. And he never really reached the next level. He just slightly improved. That's why I grade him a C minus. I don't I think that I can't sit here and say he was a D player. I mean, maybe for a second round he could be a D plus. I'm teetering. I'm on that little seesaw, you know, up and down, C minus D plus. How would you grade? Because this is interesting, because uh Austin Johnson and Kamala Correa were one like Kamala Correa was one pick ahead of Austin Johnson. So how do you so I I feel like those guys are kind of similar. Correa got traded early for a in his six career round pick. for a six-round pick. Uh, you know, Correa is definitely better than Austin Johnson. That's why the Titans signed him back for a one-year deal. But those guys are kind of comparable. So I think that kind of tells you how things work in the they're, second They're round. not comparable. Correa I mean, is better. Correa is better, but their situations are comparable. That they played out their rookie deal. Correa was traded by the team that drafted him after a second year. And then all of a sudden... Uh, they're, they're both on one-year contracts after the rookie deal expired. So they are comparable. They're picked one pick apart. And I, Correa is a C, says Sumner. Uh, Donald says Johnson is a solid C. I, I give Johnson – would you say D-plus for Austin Johnson? I said I'm, I said I'm teetering between D-plus and C-minus. I say C-minus because he, he did have an impact on this team that went to the AFC Championship game, right? Like, you got to give him some credit for doing that on being a rotational player on a really good defense uh, that, that played well uh, towards the end of the uh, end of the season and the end of his Titans career. So he I'll didn't make that. any big plays, but that's a, that's in a position that no, I'm not got, talking about sack monster. Like I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying like, he, he was wasn't. He, he was a rotational guy. But he was, drafted, was he there? <laughs> that was he, my issue. He was drafted way too high to be a rotational guy. And, and here's the book on Austin Johnson. When he came out of Penn state, he was a basketball player who didn't start playing football until like senior year of high school, who was still very raw. Can you take that athleticism as a basketball player and turn it into a disruptor on the front of a defense? No, because he was never physical enough uh, to be able to stick in. He got pushed out uh, of, of holes. He got moved off his spot way too many times. So a C minus is where I give Austin Johnson. All right, so let's move on to the big dog. My yes. guy, the guy that you said was never going to be a pro bowler, wasn't going to work out, wasn't going to be a good NFL running back, was not going to be a good player, told that to his face the year he was drafted. What about Derrick Henry, Austin? Where do you have him now? You've come full wagon on him from day one. Full to wagon? Where he what is. the hell is full wagon? Well, you've you, circled. You just combine. You combine you, circle the wagon and come full circle, which makes yes, no sense. Exactly. Those two things don't come together. Don't go. Yes. Together. Yes. Full wagon. From if you ever played Oregon Trail, I don't know if you're. Are you old enough to play an Oregon Trail? I played it early on. Yeah. Full wagon means all the way from the back. Your ass got malaria. Started got malaria, and then all of a sudden you moved all the way to the horses. You're you're sitting there on Oregon Trail. You're chugging right along now. I you've think this joined is you us. Trying to talk yourself. You've out of joined it. us in the saddle up there where the horses are giddy up and you're, trying to get to the end. You're, the, in, in you're the like line. the old man. You had malaria. No, you had malaria Zach, years you're, ago. You were the old man with Tourette's in Boondock Saints, the bartender who just messes up every phrase. That that is that. That's how I feel that you are. You're yeah. claiming I have Tourette's. That's no, a good look for no, you. No, I'm saying, you know, you mess up phrases. I'm, I'm comparing you to the old man in the Boondock Saints who happen to have Tourette's. You you and him both have in common that you that you, that you you mess up uh, sayings. Because Tress says full wagon means your wagon is full, which I agree with. So coming full circle uh, on Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry is nothing less than an A, right? He's an A? Because of what Derrick Henry has done for your organization, Derrick Henry is an A. 
It's just yeah, you know, I'm soaking it up. I'm I'm just good. I'm soaking I mean, I'm it not, up. I'm not stubborn where I'm going to try to explain away a mistake that I made. Well, you can't. You literally can't. It's because like me. I, I, I had to admit, I had to admit Christian McCaffrey was damn good. You've got to admit Derrick Henry was damn good. Right, yeah. And Sumner says, what do past seasons matter now? Right now, Henry is an A. As a draft pick in the second round, Derrick Henry is an A. The guy helped you win so many games over the last two years when he was the primary running back. And yes, there were so many bumps along that path that your wagon wheel hit. Uh, but Derrick Henry was able to not bust. He got stronger through it. So uh, Derrick Henry is an A. 45th overall pick. You get an A in that at that spot. I mean, he's not – Michael Thomas went two picks after Derrick Henry. Michael Thomas is an A+. Plus. Derrick Henry is an A of a draft pick. Michael Thomas benefits from having a Hall of Fame quarterback throwing to him in an offense with Sean Payton, who is basically – it's understood what's going on. So I, exactly. I'm not – I'm not discrediting Michael Thomas, but he Derrick had Derrick Henry benefits from going to a franchise who is who had a, cra- a crap ass quarterback for most but of his career. But who is refusing to get with the rest of the NFL? I mean, you can spin it however you want. Like, don't take me propping up Michael Thomas, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, as a shot on Derrick Henry. I mean, you're uh, Michael Thomas is an A plus. Well, I gotta wa- I, look, Austin. I gotta watch you. You know, when it comes to Derrick Henry, I've got to keep Derrick Henry an A. What you I've got to keep about? you close to the vest or close to the bolo, as they say. I gotta keep. I gotta keep you close because you, you know you doubted him for a long, long time. This guy can't run. This guy can't be a running back. Because he was, and then he changed. Why is that so difficult for you to understand? You saying he cannot do it though? You I said he could not I, do it. I predicted no, no, no. that. No, you Derek, continued to do that throughout the, his wasn't, the beginning of his career. Because he wasn't. Because Derrick Henry was striking out more than he was hitting hitting singles or doubles early in his career. And then guess so, what? Guess what? He himself said he ran soft. He talked with Eddie George. He changed his mindset. And he became the best running back in the NFL when it comes to pure running the football and after so, that moment. So that is why he gets an A+. And Austin, I don't throw out A pluses a lot. You know me. Rarely. I don't know if I've ever in the history of this show thrown out an A plus. Trying to think about it. But he gets an A plus because of where he was selected and what he did. And more importantly, and this is the biggest thing, everybody watching this show right now who has watched Titans games for the last two years and really last season – knows the true impact of 22. The Titans have been a 9 and 7, 9 and 7, 9 and 7, 9 and 7 team, right? Derrick Henry got them to beat Kansas City. Derrick Henry got them to beat the Baltimore Ravens and beat the New England Patriots and beat all of the teams to even get to the playoffs this year. He single-handedly beat the Jacksonville Jaguars two years ago for 238. For a second-round selection with – and Austin, you're not the only people that doubted that Derrick Henry would be a good NFL running back. There was a lot of you people, and I say that, you people, because he he wasn't – in the first round, right? He dropped. He's a Heisman Trophy winning running back that dropped to the second round. John Robinson, who had just gotten DeMarco Murray, took Derrick Henry. Great selection for the franchise. And how we're stating right now, it's an A+. Plus. Now, if, <coughs> yeah. if he goes on to be a Hall of Famer, that A-plus sticks. If maybe okay. he wanes off or doesn't, then maybe that A-plus goes down a little bit. But right now, he's an A-plus. Okay. All right. I mean, I, that's fine. I mean, I don't know how you can disagree with me and how Derek I just Henry's, did. I just explained did, did, to you why I disagreed, and I don't understand why you think uh, why you said what you just said. That didn't make any sense. Well, because you're acting like the first two years of Derrick Henry's career didn't happen, and, and Donald says Zach is being very revisionist with Henry's history. Austin, uh, he was a backup running back who wasn't running well. He was running he was a hesitant. backup he running being, back. He was being indecisive when he got his opportunity. He needed Austin. more. He needed more opportunity, Austin. sure, because he needed that to grow. Like not, you're not. I, I truly feel like you're giving, you're shortchanging Derrick Henry by not giving him credit for how much he grew as a running back and a player. Like that's 
That's how am I short? I gave him an A plus. You can't short change because you're ignoring the fact that he struggles. If there's if the change is everywhere, yeah, I can't short change you. Are you kidding me? I gave him an A plus. That's the dumbest thing I've heard to short change somebody after they've just given you an A plus. Austin, he was a backup running back that didn't get the carries. And as you know, I know, and everybody else know, Mike Malarkey played favorite to to Demarco Murray because he was a a veteran. He was. The, the second year that Derrick Henry was a backup, that should have been his opportunity of changing pace. But they didn't do that because they loved DeMarco Murray, his leadership, the way he carried the ball, all that other stuff. But he should have been transitioned out. They didn't do a very uh, good Shrike job. says he was almost traded uh, and he was benched for Flewellen in the Patriots game before Flewellen hurt his knee. That's true. Um, then he, uh, Will I will said backups aren't a pluses. Uh, Sumner says Austin is definitely the logical, realistic guy at the show. Donald says Henry didn't get the carries because he wasn't good. G Man says shouldn't take two years uh, to grow to an NFL running back coming from Bama program. Uh, Sumner says Zach is wild. Where so, is he? Where is he today? You crazy people! I, as a draft pick, Derrick Henry is an. A. What, what what is today? Name me the date, Austin. April sixteenth. April 16th, 17 years ago, Michael Jordan's last game, if you didn't know that. April, that's when we're grading, okay? What has he become from a second-round pick to what he is today? You people are freaking nuts. You're crazy. It don't make any sense. All right, Maybe it, you guys have malaria on the Oregon Trail, or, or you're delusional. I don't know what's going on, but where he is today, he is an A+. That's what I give Derrick Henry. Okay, A to Z sports. Let's get, there are three more guys we're going to grade because I think I think one of these conversations will be interesting in how we go about this. Uh, but we're going to grade Kevin Byard, Tajay Sharp, and LaShawn Sims as Titans draft picks. But first, Zach is going to tell you guys about your your new hardwood floors that you should be getting. Yeah, and you should be giving A pluses to Derrick Henry. You should well, and will Tress says give that A you, pluses. Zach, Hey, are Chris you going to step me? No, 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 no. Time out. Austin, you're holding what me the hell accountable are you doing? for something I said two years ago. What That's the hell what are you said. doing? You're going to set me up for a live read, and then you're going to interrupt me with Tress? You do it all Re- the time. Reevaluate yourself, Austin, and know yeah, how to okay. run a show. Don't take things so personally. Well, <laughs> what are you trying to do? I was bringing up a comment on Periscope before you jumped into it. No. No, you did not. Rudely interrupting. You know who would never rudely interrupt you is... Calvin and Subtle. They would never do such a thing because they are A-plus material. And if you guys need new hardwoods, they can take care of you. Rachel is a sales representative. All you got to do is call her right there. Calvin and Subtle, 615-448-6414. Salesperson will come to your house. You can go to the showroom. They make sure they play it safe, right? With this COVID-19, the coronavirus, they'll wear gloves and masks. They'll come and assess your house. They have uh, they have hardwood floors from $1.99 per square foot to $30 square foot. All range, luxury and also quality right there. Calvin and Subtle, visit them online. So how it's set up is salesperson comes to your house, you pick out your perfect hardwood floor. Within two weeks, it can be installed. That's the great – the turnaround time is very, very quick. They are here for Middle Tennesseans. They service all of Middle Tennessee. CalvinandSuttle.com, 615-448-6414. All right, A to Z Sports. Let's grade these three guys. Kevin Byard, Tajay Sharp, and LaShawn Sims. Byard, a third-round pick. Uh, Sharp and Sims or both fifth-round picks. Uh, Tom says Byard gets an F for freaking awesome. I, I think everybody says uh, that – everybody agrees Kevin Byard is A-plus. Uh, that as a third round pick, small school guy to becoming one of the highest paid safeties in the NFL, a, a, a combine snub, just a beautiful find for John Robinson right down the road at MTSU to get Kevin Byard in the third round. Pretty impressive. Yeah. And uh, because he became the highest paid safety, he is an A plus as well. Now, he doesn't have the accolades of what whatever Derrick Henry has, right? Like, he doesn't have the leading rusher in the league, but I think everybody in the league... He has he had eight interceptions that led the NFL. So, I mean, if you want to compare what those two positions 
have in stats, they've both led the league in, in one of the biggest stats at their positions before. So okay, he does. That, uh, fair, fair. That's why I think he's right on pace with Derrick Henry. That, he's, and, he's ahead of pace of Derrick Henry. Kevin Byard's ahead because Kevin Byard got a contract extension before his rookie deal expired. Well, Kevin Austin, Byard, that's, that's actually that's based on position, and we know how the running back position is valued. And because of the state of the team, we could go back and rehash our conversation from two days ago and understand the Christian McCaffrey deal of the situation the Carolina Panthers are in with the cap room and what the Titans are trying to vie for. So you cannot say that paying a safety at the time that the Titans did compared to trying to pay a running back at the time that the Titans are right now. That's an unfair statement. They are both a pluses because they have changed this franchise and Look, I've said it for a long time. I think that Kevin Byard, if he continues this trend, my, the problem with Kevin Byard is he doesn't get the notoriety because he plays for the Tennessee Titans. Now, maybe that changes here in the next several years if they get on a run, but Kevin Byard is an A-plus safety. He's respected by his peers. I think he's respected by other general managers. I just don't think he's respected by NFL fans across the country. Right, because he's a safety that doesn't get a lot of recognition, like you're saying, and he's – like he, Kevin Byard is so good. Like he, his interceptions are now really he has to work for him hard because people are avoiding him so much. Uh, the guy does everything. He's even thrown a touchdown pass. He and Derrick Henry happen to have one touchdown pass as a member of the Titans. So uh, everything Kevin Byard has been everything for the Tennessee Titans. He's been a face of the franchise. He's a local tie because of his connection with MTSU down the road. So Kevin Byard, A-plus for sure. Now let's move on because everybody agrees with Byard. As I think Byard's the best draft pick John Robinson has ever made as Titans GM. And hard to uh, disagree with that. But what about Tajay Sharp? Fifth-round fifth pick, wide receiver out of UMass. How do you grade Tajay Sharp? Because this is is it's interesting of how this is going to go because you have to weigh him as a fifth-round wide receiver. See, Tajay Sharp is tough because I think he played very, very well this past year in duty because Adam Humphreys got hurt. Overall, they asked him to do his lot in his rookie year because they were a really bad team. As a fifth-round pick, that was the strategy of John Robinson – and then it was between Tajay Sharp and Taewon Taylor, right? We all we had those conversations at length, numerous times, lots of shows throughout the course of the last several years. And there would just be times where Tajay Sharp would disappear. This is why I think this is so tough. Is you have to you we have to grade him on the scope of what he ended up as as a fifth round pick, which getting another contract with the Minnesota Vikings, especially after they traded away uh, Stephon Diggs to the Bills. Mm -hmm. That's something. I think that raises his grade because somebody else thought he was worth something. He's reliable. He can catch. He runs good routes. He's not the best wide receiver in the league by any means. I think I would give Tajay Sharp for a fifth-round selection. I think I'm teetering on the C-plus, B-minus range. I Maybe because of the Vikings contract, I would give him – I'm going to give him a C-plus because if you look at – his line of work, the disappearing acts at times of him just not catching well, a ball. But there, it, there are unbelievable. Of him reasons, being on the field too. Well, there are reasons for that, and I, I was actually going to compare Tajay's timeline to Jack Conklin's timeline uh, because as rookies, I'm not saying Tajay was all pro as a rookie, but just follow me for a second. Tajay was really productive as a rookie. He was the I believe he was second on the team in receptions his rookie year behind Delaney Walker. Uh, I actually think DeMarco had more too. So third on the team, top wide receiver in terms of pure receptions as a rookie in 2016. Then he got hurt, missed the entire second year because Mike Markey brought him back too early. Kind of like how Jack Conklin uh, got brought back from his ACL injury too early and Tajay lost that entire second year. Uh, and then uh, in the third year in 2018, you're talking about the time where he disappeared. The guy had both injured ankles and so he was on the field in those games because the titans didn't have a choice because of their lack of depth at the wide receiver position because that was also the same year that Rashard Matthews quit uh, early in the season and Taewon Taylor had a concussion or Taewon Taylor had an ankle injury that was worse than Tajay's so Tajay had to still dress out uh, in those games and 
just had to fill a spot on the field because they were so thin at that position. So I think Tajay deserves a flat B, not a B minus, not a B plus, but Tajay deserves a B because of the role he played as a fifth round draft pick to be somebody they could rely on to be on the field to do the right route because they couldn't do that with a third round pick in Taewon Taylor, who they drafted to be above uh, Tajay Sharp. But Tajay came up big when they needed him the most. And injuries, unfortunately, uh, messed up a couple of his seasons. I mean, getting hurt in the pregame of the Cowboys game, what do you think about that? That's what I'm saying. Like, he had both, he had injuries to both ankles at the same time. And Taewon got hurt, hurt his ankle in that game as well. Taewon missed the. But that was in the game. I think my, my, like, you you can. So you're going to, like, when you're warming up and you're doing something to an there's a right contact. way to do things. Uh, you have to, contact uh, injuries happen all the time, Zach. Like you can't like discredit like getting hurt in warmups that happens to people. It, it's th- no, it doesn't happen that often, and especially it doesn't affect players like it affected Tajay. Again, I'm not I'm not so far from. I knew you were going to be grade him above where I did. I don't know. You've always kind of had a special place. Uh, for Tajay Sharp. Because I, I respect I, the way he plays the position because he knows how to play the position well. He's not I, he, I understand he's that. not he's not an athlete, he's not a super athlete, right? And so he has to rely on his ability to create separation based off his knowledge of how to play the position. And Tajay did that. So when you have a guy who's not a super athlete who hurts both ankles and relies on what he has to create separation, he can't create separation when both ankles are hurt. I, I got nothing for you, bud. Right, and and I, you got to come out there and play. It's just like AJ Green's career has been diminished, has been starting to be diminished because of his injuries. Right, yeah, that's starting to stack that, up. Yeah, and you, take you have that to take into it account. to an account. And and I took that into my grade. I did, and that's why I'm look. I'm not far from you. You have a B. I'm at a C plus. Like it's not that far. But I value and I have higher standards than you do. That's just been established. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, what about LaShawn Sims? How do you go here? I I like LaShawn Sims. You know how you have a special place for Tajay Sharp? I don't know why. I've got a special place for LaShawn Sims. You were trying to trade his ass away earlier this year. I thought that would have been a detriment to the team. I think I think LaShawn Sims, you talk about spot, duke, spot duty coming in and playing hard. Plus, you can't remember that. That clowny clip, that clowny clip was nice. He saved a game. So I I like LaShawn Sims. I'm probably grading him a little bit higher than maybe he is. I, I give LaShawn Sims a solid B. No, you cannot grade. you cannot grade LaShawn Sims above Tajay Sharp. You cannot do that. Uh, well, I just did. <laughs> That's LaShawn Sims, they they played Tremaine Brock and Ty Smith ahead of LaShawn Sims when both Malcolm Butler and Adoree Jackson were hurt. LaShawn Sims was, and, and look, we don't know if Sims was dealing with an injury of his own. I don't know. But there was some reason why LaShawn Sims was not getting cornerback reps and Tremaine Brock and Ty Smith were. I mean, he so, won you a game, though. LaShawn Sims was. He, he single handedly won you a divisional game against the Texans. Not single handedly. I mean, he yeah, had a huge he closed play. the game out. He didn't single-handedly win a game. Well, Clowney, look, they were driving. Play. They were driving, and he closed the door. He made a huge play. He actually made two because he, he had a pick in the end zone against the Chiefs and a pick in the end zone against the Texans, the one you're referencing. But he didn't win, single-handedly win a game. He made a huge play to help a help close out a win. But LaShawn Sims was better earlier than he was later in his four years as a Titan. Something happened over the last 12 to 15 months where LaShawn Sims did not take a step forward. He stayed the same and Ty Smith jumped him and they had to bring in Tremaine Brock because of injuries. And he played over him where LaShawn Sims got well, buried. Tremaine Brock was, was the bandaid, the veteran bandaid that they wanted because in key spots and look, because they uh, couldn't, because they was, couldn't put LaShawn Sims in there. They didn't feel LaShawn Sims is not a, a, an unbelievable, awesome player, but he also, he's a late round draft pick. <laughs> so is Tajay Sharp. And so here, here's what I, here's why I say you cannot grade LaShawn Sims higher than Tajay Sharp. But LaShawn, look, Tajay Sharp's 140 that? and 157. They're, they're both fifth round picks. Like, so, so here again, let me finish. 
you can't grade Sims above Sharp because players at their positions got hurt this year, right? Ahead of them. Adoree Jackson and Malcolm Butler go down, and LaShawn Sims, they have to bring Terrain Brock off the waiver wire to play ahead of him because they don't trust him that much. But Adam Humphreys goes down, Tajay Sharp inserts himself and catches four touchdowns during that stretch. And so you and, and Tajay Sharp got two touchdowns in the Saints game to help them stay in that game. So they I, lost I, that game. Right. But that game came <laughs> not because of it. But Tajay, Zach, don't act, don't be an idiot. Come on, man. You've well, no, your, don't give examples of a, a game that they I lost. Say? I what gave I two say? examples Tajay of Sharp where they two won. Two touchdowns in that game to help them stay in it. Again, like you cannot grade LaShawn Sims higher than Tajay Sharp because when a player got hurt at their position, LaShawn Sims wasn't used and Tajay Sharp elevated his game. And that's just truth. But uh, no, over the course of their career, LaShawn Sims, when it came to big impact plays to win games, LaShawn Sims did that. And But that those are big plays, Austin. Those are W's. I I understand that, but you I gave mean, an example. Granted, you did. You gave an example of a game that the Titans lost. I gave two examples of the Titans winning because of the impact of this player that we're we're talking about. Right, but it's hard for me to say, again, man. Like Lashawn Sims was nowhere to be found in the fourth year of his career, where Tajay Sharp was, and so that's my point: is that Lashawn Sims peaked around year two, and then he dropped off. I, I can't say that. Look, I told you, I preface, and Sean's like, one good player in your career makes you a B player. No, I told you, and I preface, if you guys listen to what I said, that the reason why you graded Tajay Sharp above is because you've always liked the guy. I have somewhat, I don't know why, I've always liked LaShawn Sims. That's probably why I'm grading him higher. Like, understand what I'm telling you, what I'm doing. Like, okay. listen. I am I am listening. I just think there, it, there's not much logic behind it, to be honest. I, uh, sorry for that. A, a to Z Sports, let's get to our best and worst segment of the day. This is going to be interesting because, Zach, I know you have very strong feelings about this. What's the best and the worst thing about Nissan Stadium? That's going to be an interesting conversation. The best and the worst thing about Nissan Stadium. But first, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. They are the professional landlords in the Nashville area, and they can help you out in several different ways when it comes to properties during this pandemic. If you own Airbnbs, RentersWarehouse.com can help uh, put people in those Airbnbs so you can get that revenue back that you're missing from a lack of business travel and a lack of tourists because they can temporarily rent out your home for you. There's no binding contracts, no upfront fees, it's just 89 bucks a month, and Renters Warehouse does all of the work for you and your property. There are alternatives to selling your home when you move out. Renterswarehouse.com is the best alternative. A to Z Sports, uh, don't forget about our podcast feed. It is awesome. We've got all of the content for you, especially leading up to the draft. Make sure you subscribe on Spotify, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, wherever you get your audio broadcast. If you can't watch us live, make sure you subscribe. We'll pop up in your feed, and you can you can uh, take a listen to what we have to say through Buck, through our Titans podcast, Preds, and uh, Vols podcast. We got you covered. Yeah, so what is the best? Let's start with the best. Let's, let's compliment Nissan Stadium before we try to tear it down, because literally and figuratively. What's the best thing about Nissan Stadium? I've got mine. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about yours. I mean, I have mine as well. I, I'm curious to see if ours is the same. Go for it. Location. Ah. It's centralized to Nashville. You can walk the pedestrian bridge from Broadway. You can get trashed. You you can tailgate if you want to do that. You can come hang out with us at the mainstay right beforehand and walk there. The location is the best part about uh, the the Titans venue and Nissan Stadium. It's not necessarily what happens inside the venue. It's where the venue is located. I wrote down on my paper, location, location, location. I mean, just right next to downtown. It allows for it allows for Titans games and other events that are held at Nissan Stadium to be more than just the event that happens in the stadium. Like you're saying, it allows for the pre and post. Uh, to spill out into the streets, into the bars, locations that by far the number one thing. I don't even know if there's a close second. The video boards, 
The video boards might be the close, might be the closest second. And I still don't think for for a renovated stadium. Yeah, I would say right. That that's a that's a a pro, not a con. Now Dustin brings us up. I don't know if Dustin's been in the press box, but he says the press box view. Uh, now I, I haven't been in any other NFL stadium press boxes uh, in my life, but I I do know from talking to Buck and others who travel to games that they love where Nissan Stadium has the low press box where you're basically you're on the same level as the broadcast camera on the, on TV. So I think that's the, for. Media members, the press boxes, the location and the view is great as well. Jason adds the elevators that they added a few years ago. No more long walks to the 300s. Look, I've sat in the 300s before. I've sat in all probably all the sections uh, over the years. That is a long walk going up the ramps and stuff. So uh, the elevator is probably a nice addition for everybody else. I think uh, I, I, I do think that we are correct on the location, though, that you can't yeah. beat it because that's what makes Nashville Nashville, right? You can go – it's the location of Bridgestone Arena as well. It's the location of the Ryman. There's so many different things that are centralized. That's what makes Nashville great, and that's the reason why I love the city. Absolutely. All right. What's the worst thing about Nissan Stadium? I'll let you go first. It's a gray cinder block. <laughs> like it's just aesthetically not pretty. And like I, you know, the seats with the the new seats, the new paint on the rails and the lights, the red paint looking better, not like a faded red close to pink, but as aesthetically pleasing when you're in the concourses, it's just all gray concrete. And that's kind of the the feeling you get. Like, if you could describe Nissan, like, the feel and the atmosphere of Nissan Stadium with a color, it's gray. It's it's just kind of, it's stale. But so I say the gray concrete and the feeling that that gives you is the worst for me. It was also built in the 90s. So, like, you, there hasn't, I guess they could slap paint on the gray. That would look it was built, weird. It was built, like, two and a half years before stadium building exploded into what it became later on, you know, like NRG stadium in Houston is only like two or three years younger than Nissan stadium. But those two or three years, very different with how stadiums were built because they had got the retractable roof. Yeah. Why 2k happened? I guess that was the changing. Uh, Ethan says the worst of the village houses. Um, Are they still there? Ty. What? Are the Logan's Roadhouse village houses still there in the in the end zones? Oh yeah, uh, Brent says no, uh, n- no retractable roof, so no Super Bowl. That's the worst thing. Uh, Dustin says the worst thing about all stadiums are they make the seat for people that are five five one hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> you got a point there, Dustin. You'll get a like for that. Uh, the worst thing is that it's outdated. From Ian needs a new lick of paint and marketing. Uh, I think my worst thing is no surprise because we've talked about it at length is it's in stadium entertainment in today's age you have to give people multiple reasons to buy things right you can't just base it on football because we know that that's hard to do especially in a city that is attractive for tourism you have to make the in stadium entertainment better whether it's i mean they tried phil vassar at halftime no thank you they've tried uh the hua 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 all that bs to try to have that theme there's just it's not good, and whoever's running that has done an awful job, and we are now stupider because of the job that they have done. If I could quote Billy Madison, yeah, I, and I, I, I they, there's they can just do that, that's an easy fix. That is a it's a marketing problem, and Nissan Stadium needs to be something in a music city, right? It needs to have some flair and they don't, they don't do that. I don't know why I it's, it's mind boggling. Yeah. It's struggled. Now, I, granted, I have not been to a game in a regular season game in Nissan stadium since the 2016 season, because we've had game day shows uh, outside of the stadium uh, ever since then. So I, I don't really know what the attempts have been with that, but I also know, uh, that it hasn't really improved because people would have told us if it was better or if it wasn't better. So it's not. It's the same. They haven't changed anything. They've done like slight, but like they, it's just so bad. And I, 
I don't, and it, it, it's head scratching to me. You, you, you have a billion dollar business. You can come up with some good marketing ideas. I think I've done that uh, a handful of times on this show over the last 365 days that get the fans involved. The number one objective, and I'm not in their marketing meetings. God knows I wish I would be, but they have to have an objective, right? You have to have an identity as a football team. You need to have an identity as a marketer and they don't have one they need to have an objective of what they're trying to get their fans to do because too many times when they play the eagles and the steelers and the patriots and some of the bigger name big market teams they come in and they come in droves right that stadium and, and uh, variable said it best bring your friend if the head coach is having to be your microphone to get your fans in your stadium, your marketing team needs to reassess themselves. Have an objective for the year and come up with ideas that that identify with that, and they don't do it. Yeah, Louis says uh, do stadium karaoke, and, and that's just the worst idea you could possibly do. <laughs> I don't care if you're in Music City or not. Like, I don't at, least, at least they, like, it's, it's showing us that they're trying – I, uh, like the one thing I have a problem with people is that they don't try. Did you, you have like, you had your light bulb. I remember like, this is maybe in like February. You had an idea for the time. Oh, I still first. have it. It's genius. Well, yeah, and it would fill the yet, seats. Right? I, I didn't want no, to like, I will it not say it. I will not say I, it. I didn't think you had on air yet. So I didn't want to like blow that uh, out of the water. But yeah, so you do have your idea of like how they would set up the first game, the first home game of the season. Uh, if fans are allowed in it no, and no how matter. to market now, now this is the other, and, and we've got to talk about it because of the state of our world is bad marketing and plus coronavirus equals really bad results, right? Yes. So you have to up your marketing game to make fans feel a part of it, even though they may not be in person. So they've got an uphill climb. <laughs> Yeah, this coming well, and, year. And Corey says, call the Preds. They figured it out and they're thriving with it. Well, they dude. did. Yes, but like you can't like, yes, call the Preds. By, by all means, call the Preds and at least get, pick their brain. But I, I don't like when people just be like, call the Preds because their atmosphere is great. But they're also in a in a closed arena that has less than a third of the capacity of Nissan Stadium. Like it's so much easier to entertain 17,000 people in a closed, more intimate environment than it is 67,000 people in an open-air stadium. And so that there's a reason why it, stadium tours for musicians are so much more of a difficult task than arenas. Because in arenas, you can get better uh, better entertainment than you can in a stadium. But that that's not an excuse for the Titans. They still have to get better and do call the Preds, but don't just make it that simple. It's 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 a different game. All right, before we move on, I want to read Jordan's comment. And Jordan says, honestly, guys, think of your best stadium experiment experience. Where was it and how does it compare to Nissan Stadium? I mean, I have mine, and and this is pro, right? You, the college is a different game. And a lot of fans aren't going to like this, but maybe this fuels the Titans to be better. The best stadium experience was at Lucas Oil Stadium. That I love that stadium. I watched the Titans play there years ago. Charlie Whitehurst was the quarterback. Justin Hunter actually, well, no, he didn't catch a pass. It tipped off his hands, was intercepted. They were in all white uniforms. The roof was open. It was a great experience. The crowd was involved. The fans were involved. They were rocking jerseys. They were yelling at the top of their lungs. I was probably 15 rows from the field. I had good seats. I went with my dad and my girlfriend at the time. It was a great experience, a hell of a lot better than all of the experiences that I've been at Nissan Stadium besides the playoff game in 2008 against the Ravens, in which that was a good stadium atmosphere. But this was just a regular season game against a better Colts team and a disastrous Titans game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't really compare because my best experiences are all in college venues, so I can't really – I can't really compare NFL. I haven't been – I don't know if I've been to another NFL stadium for an NFL game, to be honest. Well, I went to the I went to the Mariota and Jameis Winston's first game in Tampa, and Tampa, because of the, the ship, it, it brings more to the table than Nissan Stadium. 
and and Raymond James Stadium is not a great stadium. It actually looks and compares a lot like Nissan Stadium. Yeah, but setup. that ship that ship is a marketing ploy, right? It's a great marketing tool that they get behind, fire them cannons, all of that. The Titans don't have any of that. They've got burger flippers at Logan Roadhouse that probably bankrupt by now. Not, not probably are like those. Yeah, well, they filed know. for bankruptcy a couple of years ago, and then they got out of it, and they're, they're trying to figure themselves out. But it doesn't mean Logan's Roadhouse is just the association of the dollhouses. They're still dollhouses. Yes. Like Jack Daniels is on the dollhouse. They're dollhouses, right? We've grown up. We don't play with dolls anymore. We're grown-ass men that drink beer that are your P1, number Actually, one target market. I think the Logan's Roadhouse dollhouses actually came in from LP building products. Well, now, now they were, destroy they were them. It's they no were, LP's no, not associated. They, I know, but like I think it was LP building products that made like because they build houses and stuff. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. All right, let's get to the magic bucket here. <laughs> Abdul was at that game with the Mario and James Winston got a DUI. Oh man, geez. I met Warren Sapp outside of the stadium that day. That was kind of crazy. I remember that. I remember you telling me about that. All right, A to Z Sports, Magic Bucket time here to close out this Thursday show. But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu. We're all going to need to jumpstart our fitness programs once we get out of quarantine and Mandu start to open back up around the country. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. So the perfect opportunity for you to do that because you're going to go in. It's a 15-minute workout of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. The results are real because they got the in-body analysis to scan your body, to figure out what you need more of, less of, to figure out what your composition is, to achieve your goals. So when we're all out of quarantine and we can we stop eating our snacks around the clocks, mandu.com, check them out. Your first workout's always free. Mandu.com is where to go. Also, check out our podcast feed. You can get it wherever you are, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes. We got you covered. Great content rolling out there. All right, so Magic Bucket. I do not have my sticker today. It will be in over the weekend, uh, deprioritized uh, in the shipping. So let's go ahead. Not and prioritized. Thing. Not prioritized by me. Not D, not. Yes. So, Zach, I, I feel like... With the the equipment that I dropped off at your house earlier this week, you actually have the ability now to play music um, through, I believe, through the mixer. Do you know how that works? Do what? Do you know how that works or how that would work? Yeah, I, th- I have a pretty good feeling because we've done it before of, of you being able to play your rap music bed underneath your 12 bars because you have the mixer. You would set it up just like we would if we were both in studio, just like we would play audio. So you want me to rap tomorrow? I can absolutely do that because I'm on fire right now, and I would love to do that. I think rapping tomorrow would be the perfect way to pay off last week's magic bucket where we did not have – you did not have the ability last Friday to have – music underneath your bar. it's just one another thing for me to do so we'll just do that and uh, well, I, mean, that's I, what I will magic do that is. tomorrow that's what magic bucket is so all right so well, it also I'm, doesn't inv- uh, it's a conversation off air it also involves tech technologies that have to be figured out <laughs> okay well if you can't figure it out then then that's fine but i believe there's a way for you to figure it out i, I think i mean i think i've got the idea of how that works we've actually talked about it briefly before so all right magic bucket I'm pulling for me first. Did the teapot. All right. (laughs) This will make you, this will make Zach very happy to end this show. I need something. Yes, this is it. Disregard everything I've said on this show. I'm a complete idiot, and I truly apologize to every single A to Z sports follower. Thank you. I agree. <laughs> that was my magic bucket. You executed that perfectly. Yeah, well, I looked right in that green dot that's on my computer screen and just said what it told me to say, whether I believe it or not. You spoke from the heart, and yeah, I respect exactly. that. Exactly. All right, Zach, I did this before. Uh, stick your tongue out for the rest of the show. Ready to go. Well, man, I have so much to say. 
because I, I struggle with not talking, but I will do exactly what the magic bracket says. So I'm, I'm excited about tomorrow being Friday, so this week we can put the rest, all right? All right. I'm tired of the coronavirus. I may get Zach. Out. What's Zach? What's next week? NFL draft league. So, what all do we have planned for the NFL draft? Do you do you feel comfortable telling some people just some? I did. You can give some teases of what we have coming next week for NFL draft. We've got multiple shows that will cover it. We've got social media. Follow us on Twitter at AZ Sports. It's going to be really fun. What about LeBron James? LeBron James. <laughs> what if LeBron James gets the coronavirus? Well, how would you feel about that? I would be even sadder than I am today because stupid people want to eat bats in China. <laughs> All right. Enjoy your Thursday. Buck rising tonight with uh, with A to Z Sports Primetime. We'll see you tomorrow morning. And Zach, are you ready to write your rap? Adios. <laughs> okay. See ya. <laughs>